Welcome to our second annual Reds All-Star Celebration. I'm Jeff. I'm Tom. I'm Kim. And I'm John, the bald guy. And we are the Three Old Reds Fans Plus One, coming to you from a secret poolside location in the Cedarville vicinity, famous birthplace and final resting place of Reds legend Bumpus Jones. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app or website and leave us a five-star review. That will help other Reds fans find us. And now that the Reds are the greatest team in baseball, well, you know, who wouldn't want to listen? So, we're certainly going to discuss the hot topics uh, and have some hot takes, possibly, from some of our uh, esteemed um, podcasters here. But we're heading into the post-All-Star portion of the season for that. So, which I refuse to call the second half because the Reds have already played 96 games and they stand at what? 43-53. 43-53. Very good. So, we will get to the Scooter Jeanette question, starting rotations, blah, 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 blah. But let's start with some All-Star talk. We got three guys in the All-Star game. Surprised? Was anybody wondering if uh, one of these guys might get left out? I I mean, Joey's not having... A fantastic season, but I guess when you compare him against everybody else in the league, he's still all-star worthy. He's had better years, but cert- um, Eugenio and Scooter certainly deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Joey would have been the only one maybe you could say was on the fence. Agree. Okay. Any other thoughts on that? All right. So Joey making his sixth appearance. Do you know what he's done in past All-Star games? Probably nothing. He has not had a hit. He's 0 for 11 with one walk. So, of course, last year I'm trying to remember. It might have been. I don't remember. Because Cozart broke the long drought for our Reds players. Getting a hit, getting yeah. A hit. Right, he got one last year. So I'm glad Joey's there. I have. I don't know what you guys think about all-star games, but I'm not big on this. It only should be based on what they do the first 90, 80, 90 games of the season. I mean, it's the all-star game. I want to see. I want to see people that I know who they are. You know, I want to see the good players. I mean, some people think Bryce Harper shouldn't be there, but Bryce Harper's a superstar. You know? Not really this year. The thing about... (laughs) Yeah, but... uh, The thing about Joey, the honor bestowed upon him, was he was selected by who? His peers. His peers. Not, Not... the fans, his peers elected him. He was. Well, what about all the other? He years? was the manager selection, wasn't he? No, he peers. was brought in by his yeah. peers. Well, one, one of the, oh, Scooter was a manager selection. One of them was one, two of them were voted in by the players, and one was voted in by the man by the okay. chosen by the manager. I, I just know Joy was voted in by his peers. I think there, there's no higher honor to be right. selected by your peers. Right. Is this the first year he hasn't been voted in by the fans that he's been in the All Star game? Because no, he's been. He was a reserve year, last year. Was his, he was I not the starter. The year he won the MVP. He was in that vote off at the end, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. With Goldschmidt or something? Uh, yeah. I don't remember, but I think it was the year he won the MVP and, and the, the Phillies manager I think it was the I don't know if it was in Philadelphia or what, but you know how at the end they had that guy from Milwaukee this year, Jesus Aguilar or whoever yeah. was voted in. That's what Joey got. His first selection. Okay. I think I think all star games, since you're talking about going in, I mean if you put all the superstars in there there's not going to be any room for the up-and-newcomers to showcase wow. the talent. I mean, the, the All-Star game should be Major League Baseball's talent showcase. These are the guys that are hot, the new up-and-comers. Yeah. And you have guys like Joey, who's not having his best year yet. I mean, we've seen him turn it on in the second half before. Bryce Harper, 
of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And and so if you keep those guys coming back, then you're not going to have room for the Suarez's or the Jeanette's well, and, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, there's only there's not a lot of superstars. There's just a handful. So I think that was that's just my feeling. I mean, that's why I'm glad the fans still vote, keeps the fans say, involved in the, the game, fans take care of that? and the fans sort of take care of that. If a if a if a guy like Harper is batting average is a little low, his other numbers are good. His batting average is low. And I saw a really interesting thing about that the other day. They somebody I was on television and they looked at uh, he's facing the shift. 50-some percent of the time. Last year it was 20-some percent of the time. Um, his ground ball hits that side are way down because of the shift. His, he's, he, his, uh, um, how hard he's hitting the ball is all about the same. A lot of his numbers are really the same, but the shift is killing him right now. So is his WRC plus down? Uh, I don't know. It probably is because his batting average is so low. It probably affects his WRC plus. And WOBA. And WOBA. Oh, it probably okay. does. Definitely affects his batting average and his on-base percentage. So who's so. the starting pitcher tonight? Because they were saying for the American League, because they were saying that affects how much Sale. Scooter and Joey will. Is, Sale. Chris Sale's going to be Is start. Sale a righty? Or lefty. lefty, I can't remember. He's a lefty. Okay, well, you're so gonna have, you're going to have a DH too, right? Well, that's what they were saying. That means that they won't so, start as a DH one of those because there's a lefty pitching. That's what they. Unless said. you put him ninth in the order or something, because mm-hmm. he may not. He may only pitch two innings. But they did say that would affect their playing time, whether sure. they start as DH or whether they come in later. So. Right here, here we go. So Harper's hitting two fourteen. Yeah. For all of you. Um, our left fielder haters. <coughs> who, I'm in that, what's I'm he in batting? Two hundred four. Two hundred four. And uh, how many RBIs does 60. he have? He had two last night, right? Yep. And how many home runs? Fourteen. I Only think. fourteen. Okay. Harper has. Um, Harper has fifty-four RBIs, but he's hit twenty-three home runs. And he's hitting 214. Mm-hmm. Well, so you could put Duvall in the All Star game if you're going. With those. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Barrazas, the Joeys, the Scooters, the Suarez, the Winkers, the Chevs on base. Duvall's going to have his. He's going to use RBIs. Yeah, yeah. Winkers would. Winker would have put spot Winker more. in the five hole earlier. Add another 10, 15 RBIs, easy. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, well, the guy they weren't guys is, weren't getting on his base much back then, well, but still, he would exactly. have more. So what you're exactly. saying, Harper, he bats third all the time. So. Doesn't have as much chance no, for RBIs. I'm just talking about Duval. Why does he have 60 ribbies? Guys on or guys are on base. He's got three guys hitting 300. Yeah. Before. I mean, RBIs are kind of a team stat, you know. So I know this isn't All Star, but did you see that uh, stat they put on the, the game last night about on base percentage in the National League and how three of the top five are Reds? It was um, Winker, who I was surprised was one of them. He was like second, I think. And his, what was it, Vado Winker? Winker. Suarez? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, I know you've been traveling, but I don't know if we're on now, but it's the first time since 1976, Rose, Morgan, and Griffey. Is that right? Mm-hmm. It's the first time mm-hmm. that the Reds, huh? Since then that we had that the Reds had three guys over 400 right. in on-base. I assume they finished the season that way. I don't know what that stat meant. I assume that meant they finished the season that way. And not at some point in the season they were. That would be pretty hard to find out. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they if they can keep that up. You know the rest Especially of the season. Winker, yeah. And Suarez is at three ninety nine right now. 
Yeah, yeah. So Joey at the break, his slash line, his BA, his on base, his slugging is 289, 422, 442. He's got nine homers, 50 RBIs, and he's got that 17.3 walk percentage, which is super high. Gino is 312, 399, 574 slugging, uh, which is very impressive. Uh, 19 homers. Uh, 71 RBIs and 11.5 walk percentage, which is above average. And Scooter is 326, 373, 521, 16 homers, 63 mm. RBIs, and he's walking at a 6.7 rate. So I read this piece on Red Lake Nation today about why are the Reds, why is the Reds' offense so good? It's Power numbers are actually down this year. They're, they're, they're hitting fewer homers yeah, this year. Yeah, because they had so many homers last year. Yeah, they're hitting fewer homers. It's not because of – you can't just you can't look at on-base percentage completely and say it's for that, but it is part of that. The, re, the big reason – it's a really interesting read if you go back and look at it. The big reason is their walk rate is way up. And so they're, they're, they have the second – highest walk rate in the league at 9.9%. So basically, one out of ten plate appearances or bats is a walk. That's because people like Winker's playing more in Peraza. Remember how he wasn't selected last well, year and now he is? Yeah, there's a lot of factors. Well, Peraza's batting just over 290 now, and he is walking more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Better and Winker's him. playing more than oh, he did last Winkers. year. Yeah, even well, Billy more than he was earlier in the yeah, year. Yeah, even Billy's walk percentage is up a little bit. So it goes through and gives all of them. Sorry, I don't believe that. It, it is just, <laughs> it's just a little. And so it it says. So the big thing is like, you know, the walk the 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 walk um, rates in the Dusty Baker Walt Jockety era era were very low because they didn't they didn't buy into that. And now Brandon, Brandon Phillips coach? didn't walk. No. Brandon Phillips never walked. Is it a new batting coach, or what's the deal? I think it's just a new approach. Yeah, but that uh, and comes from a hitting coach. Well, right? but you've also got players who can do that, and it's probably a Joey Votto I influence. Say, so I was Joey, wondering about the that. Joey influences help. It's, it's certainly it's certainly part of it. So so that's an interesting thought reason that you know a walk is not necessarily as good as a hit, but you get on. Base. But you get on base. Yeah, it's it's. I think the numbers bear out that it's about 80% of a hit, well, which yeah. is pretty good. It's a lot better than grounding out. Yeah, I mean, you just said the three guys at 400 OBP, right? But Joey and Jesse, when they get up, they're similar in that they get on base yeah. consistently. So now you, instead of one guy, you have two guys on that. Scooter taking off, Suarez taking off, Peraza yeah. continues to progress. It's, it's interesting to Shepler. Shepler's kind of an all-or-nothing Dave Kingman kind of guy, you know. Um, you wonder if he'll get more selective. Dave Kingman. <laughs> well, did you see there's another stat comparing Duvall to Dave Kingman the other night. Well, that was the that was the uh, RBIs and the low B. Yeah, yeah. And Adam Dunn. Yeah, Adam Dunn. <laughs> but Adam Dunn had a high on-base percentage because yeah. Adam Dunn walked as much, yeah, about as, much as Joey Votto does. Yeah. He had a great Eye for walking, so unusual for six six. Yeah, hitter I know. Too. Well, you know, you had to be careful with him because if you left anything where you shouldn't with Adam Dunn, you knew where it was going to end it's up. In the river. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're happy. We got three guys in the All Star game. First time I think since two thousand. I think in sixteen we had three guys. Fourteen we had like five guys. Yeah, something like that. 
So it's nice to have three guys, and, and they're all really playing well. It wasn't just, a, oh, they got to take a red, so they took some guy. You know, they all certainly deserve it. Um, so this is episode number 30. Who is the current red that wears number 30? Mm-hmm. Tyler Molly. Tyler Molly. Oh, good one. I didn't know that. Who are the most famous two reds, probably, to wear number 30? The Griffies. Griffey. The Griffies. Both of them. So, so Gri- this is interesting. Griffey Sr. Wore, se- wore it from 73 to 81. Since this is our all-star edition, he was an all-star in that number in 76, 77, and 80. One of those years, he was the MVP. In, right? in 1980, he homered and won MVP. When he came back to the Reds in 88, what number did he wear? Do you, anybody know? I have no he, idea. He, he wore number 25. Huh. Now, when he went to Seattle and played with his kid, the kid, he wore number 30 when he did that. So, Junior... Wore number 30 from 2000 to 2005. He was a two-time All-Star in 2000 and in 2004. In 2007, he was an All-Star for the Reds, but he wasn't wearing number 30 anymore. Do you remember what? Yeah, he was wearing number three. Yeah. All right, that was Kim holding up three fingers saying <laughs> number three. You have to speak, Kim. This is a this podcast. Is TV. He just wanted to see if I could count. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, others, Vince Coleman in 1996. I forgot he even played for the Reds. He played 30. He was 34 years old. He played 33 games, and he was Vince Coleman stole bases like crazy from age like 22 to 26 or 27, and then he was the wheels came off, so to speak, and he didn't do much after that. Eduardo Perez in his one season in 1996. He wore 30. He wore number 30. Roberto Kelly. Hmm. Ah. In, in 93 and 94, and Kelly was an all-star in 93, wore number 30. Three guys who became managers that played for the Reds. So who, you, you were you were mentioning who, John? Clint Hurdle. Clint Hurdle in 1982. Dave Martinez. Dave Martinez in 1992. And Lloyd McClendon in 1988. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. How about that? Two 20-game winners. In Reds history, of worn number thirty, and they were both in um, the sixties. Okay, actually, the second one was in the seventies. Vandermeer, no, Vandermeer's no, like thirty. Wayne Simpson, if you're going to go to the seventies, no, okay. no, he won twenty games in nineteen seventy. He was an all he was an all star in nineteen seventy. Won twenty games. He Lefty played Chuck played Merritt. for the Reds from Jim Merritt from sixty nine to seventy two. The other one played pitch for the Reds from 61 to 66. He was an all-star in 61, and he was a 21-game winner and led the league in wins. Joey J. You remember a guy named Don Newcomb who was a great early Brooklyn Dodger great, right? Mm-hmm. One of the first. 1958, late in his career, he played for the Reds. He wore number 30. Another great pitcher for the Reds um, from 1939 to 42. Pitched, pitched on... Um, World Series champion. Actually pitched on two World Series teams because the Reds went in 39 and lost, and then they won it in 40. It was a guy named Paul Derringer. You remember that name? You've heard that name? Mm-hmm. Reds. Yeah, he was an All-Star four times. <clears throat> yeah, his fifth his fifth number in 10 years as a Red. So he like, had a different number every year. <laughs> I guess maybe they did that back then. Uh, whatever they could find clean, I guess. So he was a six-time All-Star as a Red. Is that, is that what you said, Tom? Well, I count four years in a row here. Yeah, right. and all four years is number 30. Five years in a row. Right. He's a four-time 20-game winner for the Reds. He won the, They won the world championship in 40. 
Um, and he was two and one, had a two seventy nine ERA, and beat Detroit that time. And he was number thirty. And he wore number thirty. Yeah, pitched in four World Series, two with the Reds. And a guy, another guy on those great teams, who was one of his teammates, but also wore number thirty because they were just apparently trading numbers around back then. There's a guy named Frank McCormick as a rookie in '37, and then he switched to number 37 and 10. And at anyway, he was an All-Star seven straight years, starting in 1938, and he was a league MVP in 1940 when they won the World Series. Frank McCormick. He's a name you really don't know in Reds history. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I recognize the name, but I don't. I didn't know that much about him. I knew he was a good player for him, but I didn't know much about him. I'll tell you, Derringer and Frank McCormick and Johnny Vandermeer were like perennial all-stars, like mm-hmm. five straight years, six yeah. straight years. Yeah, the Reds had good teams right then. So so if you remember last year, we did all kinds of other Reds all-star stuff. So if you're interested in some of that, go back to episode 11, and you can listen to that one. So I think it's our highest-rated uh, podcast ever. So go back and listen to that and make it even is that more like higher rated. Our, is that like on our greatest hits? Our greatest hits, yes. Okay. Yeah, you can go to our Podbean page, or you can, if you just search us up in – wherever you listen to us and look for some older episodes, number 11. So we had fun fun with that one. So what about Barry Larkin? Number 11. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. We're off. Okay. (laughs) It's all about numbers. Let's talk about some uh, things looking here into the second half. What do you make of this Homer Bailey stuff? Well, when did we start winning? (laughs) When Homer left? When Homer left, yeah. Pretty so, much. So uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, Let's just keep it I'm in the sure back I'll... of our minds and see what happens. Let's think, just see. I think it's he's a hard. cancer. He I'm is. I disagree with you. I can't keep it in the back of my mind. Okay. It, it's it's there. I mean, the Gosling and Pennington debacle, bringing those two. Who was the guy we talked about last? Giovanni Gallardo. They brought yeah. him in. Yeah. They brought in Ben Revere in spring training. It was like, does this team really want to win? And we got rid of all those guys, and they're winning. More Homer, more than anything, is his. Influence. I agree. More than anything. He, he could be so much more. And when he says, it takes me a while to stretch out. Well, buddy, by the time you get to the fifth inning where we're losing eight to nothing and you've given up 11 hits, no. And you start your warm-up an hour earlier. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I think they're, they're doing this because... They have to. Well, they're paying too much money. That's what it is. All, it's all the money and... He says he was he was hurt, and I guess you know it's easy easier for us to be like we don't want that guy around. But I guess it's some due diligence on the Reds' part to make sure this guy is not any good anymore. Okay, but maybe they want to see if he does anything to see okay. if they get anything from him. Yeah. In economics, there's a term called opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. What's the opportunity cost of starting Homer? Hey, if the and Reds were two games out of first place, he wouldn't, he wouldn't come, come back. You take right. it, you take, okay, fine. But I'm no, talking he would about gaining experience. You're taking away Bob mm-hmm. Steve. You're taking away Romano, who you like. Yeah. Well, we're going to lose Harvey, so he can take Harvey's spot. Right, but still, so, you don't have Bob Steve to come up and get the start. Bob Steve has had his chance. We I'm have, tired of the Bob Steve stuff. Yeah. Okay, give me another Give me another young pitcher. We don't have one. I think Hunter Green. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. That's a young pitcher. <laughs> but you, I you, think y'all make good points, and all those guys are going to get a chance. They got to sort sore through it. So Harvey's gone, right? So they're not yet. There's Homer's spot. You're, you're ex- and if, we're expecting that. If Homer wants to play, he's going to have to. If he can at least equal, if fairly e- close to what Harvey's been doing, that's the old Homer. 
we could take that. You know, if he's gonna be pitching like he did before he went on the DL, then no. How long are we gonna wait? Because we can wait. We're uh, okay. Yeah, we're not gonna make the playoffs, so we can wait until end of August, first of September. Then we're gonna have to try. We're gonna let Bob Steve have his his try. We're gonna start bringing up the kids and have a go of it. But and and let Homer um, go to the bullpen or whenever. Um, but uh, you know. If, if we all agree that Harvey's gone, and if Homer can come in and put up stats fairly close to what Harvey's been doing lately, I think we won't miss a beat. And if we do, if he comes in and pitches like Harvey and we are losing ball games because we're not hitting or something, then it's Homer's attitude we can blame it on. <laughs> in this cancerous infiltration it, of the locker room. It could be. Well, I mean, it's hard to say. And, and in, to me, all right, y'all made a good point about we're, we're not the pennant race, and if we were... He wouldn't be, okay? But what about this? What about learning how to win? You've got oh, the good momentum now. I agree. Keep. I mean, honestly, we're, 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 we're lifelong Reds fans. We're optimistic now. We weren't about 4, 5, 12, the past episode, whatever. It was, it was horrible. Doom and gloom. But let me ask you this. How many of us here honestly think we have a decent shot of breaking 500? Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. They have a decent shot okay, to get three, there. Three of us said, yeah. What if they go eight? Eh. They, they got ten games at home after the break. If they play like they have been, they could win eight of those and be we talked four games under. Jeff, we talked before the broadcast, last eight series, six, one, and one. Yeah. Okay, go, they start that nine-game road trip against the Cubs, the Indians, and the Cards. And look, they finished five and four with two games against Chicago that they could have easily lost. Now, you trade that off, there's one game against the Indians you shouldn't have won. Right. Okay, but you finished five and four on the road. Keep the momentum going. Keep learning how to win. And you, you know, I, I just, I if Homer, and John, that's a big if. If Homer can do that, if if he if he could, we'd all take it. But based upon the opportunities had, I think his last outing in Louisville, he pitched really well. Before that, in Louisville, he has been absolutely horrible. Right. Right. Well, wait. Let's go back. And his, re- his rehab's only thirty days. Sooner or later, they got to bring him up. Yeah. So I'm saying. So Harvey, we're saying is gone. Are you guys saying he's gone by the trade deadline, or he's gone yeah. by the end of the season? I think. Trade I think they're going to trade him. Trade here. deadline. You got to. I think that's what's going to happen unless you decide. You're, unless he's you're our just, he's our ace next year, and we're going to sign exactly. him. Exactly. But you could trade him and go sign him. You could do the Yankees. Get the, rid of uh, Chapman, Chapman and bring and go him back. back and, yeah, do you, you think you, there's you, a contender out there looking for a starter, like a four or five starter? Oh, sure. Everybody, there's, there always, there's always people looking for that. And I, I would say, Tom, I think Harvey could be a number three guy. His fastball's shown, been back up to 97. Yeah. He's shown glimpses of it, the way but he's, he's probably more four or five. His ERA's under two in his last the, five starts Starting or so. the, the game the other day, before that game, his last four starts, he was 3-0 th- and oh with a 1.88 ERA. And the game against the Brewers, 15 days ago, you don't have that rain delay, he pitches a complete yeah. game and maybe throws <laughs> yeah. 90 pitches. He might. He, maybe. Yeah. He, he would have gone longer, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, he was rolling. He, I mean, he's just so do you a, think his influence has helped our starters? Does anybody know anything about I don't know anything about his personality. Well, he was... Mets hate him. His attitude. Yeah, he had attitude problems with but the Mets. The, the big issue, really, for him has been his agent. Scott Boris. Well, he's and that's when a couple of years ago in the playoffs, and Boris made the comment, "We're going to shut him down." Wait a second, you know we're about and this is the year they lost to the Royals in the World Series, mm-hmm. 
And, and Harvey came out and said, I am not shutting down. That was his agent. And so I think it, part of it's Harvey, because then he didn't show up for days. He should have been showing it with, uh, with the Mets, and so they got rid of him. But here with the Reds, you've heard you get nothing but good results on the field, and, and I've heard no negative comments. And he's been positive. He appreciates the chance he's been given. Yeah. And, you know, does he like this locker room? Does he... Does he like his pitching coach? Does he like a lot of stuff? Would he want to come back? Would he want to stay here? I mean, that's we, well, I, we can't we can only speculate on that. So well, the thing is, with it, he knows he's not stupid. He knows he's got a very short chance to yeah. prove himself to cash in, mm-hmm. yeah. and he knows he's not going to stay with the Reds. So who cares? So he's just going to keep his. He's going to you know behave himself and and totally focus on his his craft and um, making himself get well, some, up some good point, numbers. John, he was you know. Homer goes away, Harvey comes in, and things kind of turn around. Is that is that because of the personnel, or uh, hard, to, it's, hard to say? So it's hard to say how much. Starting it's to hit, big. you're getting on base. Your yeah. the bullpen became consistently lights out. Well, they got they got healthy in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Lorenzen mm-hmm. back, and, and, and well, and not only the bullpen. Scooter was out for a little bit. Suarez, seventy-one ribbies, what missed sixteen games? Yeah, Shevler missed some. Winker was injured. Yeah. 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 There's been some some of that. and um, Okay, I have to say, though, this is still a team with a young pitching staff. Yes, it is. And here we are at the halfway mark. And for them to finish like they've been going, I mean, it's hard for these guys as young guys to know how to pitch a whole season. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I said, I don't know about finishing 500. Uh, because I'm, I'm not sure these guys can continue. Because the starting pitching... And the relief pitching has really been the key. In my in my mind, the hitting just started slow, but the hitting's always going to be there with this lineup. And that's the other thing. When we get to the end of the season, we're out of it. Then we start testing players out, and we're, that'll cost us games. So right. yeah, we'll give up the five hundred. But you know, we'll, we'll ride that wave as long as we can. You know, oh, it's been, it's fun to watch. Yeah. The front office has said they're going to spend money. Right, but we don't know how. What does that mean? I, I know. I think they're going to say. Well, well, look, we haven't had that said in the yeah. past several years, right. so that's a positive. Right, payroll and, has to go up. Regard, it's going to go up naturally anyway with some guys. But I think they mean you can't help but think because we've heard this: the positive influence of who, Danny Darwin, the pitching coach. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I mean, he's, he's obviously done a great job. Yeah, I, I just don't know if that this pitching staff at their age can sustain this. For a whole season, that's what I, I, that's I would what I agree. Worry about. I mean, remember they shut Miley down last year late. Yes. Mm-hmm. They did that type of stuff. So in Castillo, in Castillo, and they made. I don't know if they'll do it with those guys this year or not. I hope not. I hope they they make them. They're up for the stretch whole season out. this time. Yeah, just let's just go do it and see what you can do. So we'll, that'll be interesting. So the trade deadline approaching, kind of that big overall. There's individual questions about guys. Do we break up the core of this offense to get pitchers? Or By the core, you're talking about Scooter. Scooter's involved in that. Eugenio and Joey aren't. In the, they're not going anywhere. Not going. The biggest, and neither is Winker. No, I don't think so. I don't think I so. I don't think anyone it, else is on the table. I, I think. Well, Joey's not on the table because of his advancing age and his in his contract. Eugenio is not is off the table. No, I mean anyone else besides. But I think, other than Votto and Suarez, if they get an offer that says that makes us better, yep. they'll trade anybody if they get that offer. Because they got to be thinking with Peraza and Scooter that they got Senzel coming up, right? 
they got, they got me Zell. thinking with Iglesias that they got Garrett that could take over. Yeah. I mean, you've been hearing Taylor Trammell. Yeah, I right? mean, he's yeah. yeah they, they can't get him out. We can't. They won't move him out a single way. And he's well. And you pointed this out, I think, two weeks ago, Jeff. Why is he in up? Because of Jose Siri, and he got hurt earlier. So they okay, we're going to put him out. But you got because Siri here. was supposed to start a double A. Anyway. In the next three or four weeks, Trammell's going to be. I would hope so. Double A. I hope so. And there's a good chance within twelve to twenty, within twenty four months, he'll be patrolling center field for Cincinnati. Yeah. And the other interesting thing, back to that blog post I mentioned about walk rates, all these young hitters that the Reds have that we like, they're all 10% or above walking. That's interesting. That, is that seems to be Tramel, organizational. I like that. Tramel, Shedlong, Senzel. Siri. Maybe Siri. I don't know. Like five or six guys listed there. That's really sort of their, their top-level guys right now. It must now. be a commitment the organization made. So, to answer your question, I'll say this. Scooter has been doing this now for about 14 months. Mm-hmm. I say you keep him, extend his contract. I wouldn't go beyond three years. But no, I wouldn't Because a young either. man at third base in the minors that's projected to have a great career as well. Played shortstop last night. He could play and then left, he came back to third. Field? Jonathan, Jonathan India. India. Yeah, he's played shortstop last night. So you got him. Oh. Now, if Peraza can keep doing like he's doing, then you have Senzel at second. Okay. Suarez, we, we mentioned this two weeks ago. You weren't here. Three years. Let's say Joey oh, continues to get older. That he will. And his numbers, let's say, go down. You got Suarez as an option at first base. Where did Tony Perez start his Third career? Third base. Third base. It's not uncommon. A. Eugenio at first base. He can move almost anywhere at first base. Even Winker. Winker, you put Barnard left or right. First base. <laughs> Barnard played first base the other day. Last finished the game. The opportunity, yeah. the, the last out of the game, <laughs> it was to Suarez, and unfortunately there was guys. On oh, first he just and stepped on third. On third, and I saw him look over, and I think they were smiling, laughing because he didn't throw it to Tucker. <laughs> yeah, there's options. Here's another thought. We talked about. Thinking about what to do with some offensive players. Thinking about the future. You mean offensive like Homer Bailey or? No, 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 not offensive. Okay, (laughs) offensive. Offensive number. Offensive number kind of offensive. (laughs) So we talked about competition committees talking. Yeah. There could be a DH in the National League within two years. Oh no! Yes, there could. It could happen. I'm not saying it will, happen, but, but it could happen. Oh, the horror. Your face is as red as that can right Who, now. Me? <laughs> oh, the oh, horror. Yeah. And, and Tom, not only that, guess what? There's no more. There, there may not be any more ships. Oh, We're no, that, they that. won't have all the ships. Oh, they can't do that. But they might make some rules of what you have to do. Stop it. Probably they to help. Stop it. Stop it. Bryce Harper's agent is all for it. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah, right. Let him put all eight guys in center field for yeah, a week here. I, mean, I don't know who his agent it is. is. It might be. <laughs> but, but anyway, that is that's on the table. I, I I'm just say, saying. Isn't it on the table every year? Let's be honest. Nah, yeah. I think it's I think and it's Jeff, gained momentum. I have to say this, okay? Oh, I'm listening. Listen to me. I got both I'm I all years. I have enjoyed the away games at American League Parks because Mostly because Winker doesn't better, get double switched out of the game. We have better <laughs> offensive production players. Do you have a man crush on Winker? Yeah. And he hasn't had to double switch on Winker. <laughs> there it is. Like he had, what? We had that conversation. Guys, batting 295. 
And it's just like, why are you pulling him out? Yeah, but Billy can rob home runs over the fence. Sure. Yeah. And, 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 and we even <laughs> talked about this two weeks ago. Jesse hasn't been egregious in the No, field. he has. And neither has Scooter, by the way. Scooter's improved. So yes. what, what we said two weeks ago is that there's anyone that's been a liability. Who's it been? And we all said Scooter. Yeah. Well, my friend, I... I but yes, I, he's been I wrote very a, well. I wrote him. a brief piece on the LockdownRens.com site the other day about Scooter. Just about, what here's the options. He's talking about staying, you know, and, and the whole thing about... Castellini saying, Scooter saying ownership wants him around. So I wrote a piece about that, but I, I, I mentioned in there Scooter's defense. I mean, don't start getting the gold glove ready for him or anything. But he's been pretty dependable. Gold glove? Gold hand. See that? Oh, yeah, he had to go. Yeah. But he's been dependable. Okay, so here's my view and, on And this. with the shift all the time, he doesn't have to have as much range. And so my friend Nick Carrington tweets at me back at me after I posted that. He says, he said to the to the Jeanette point, the defensive metrics that are out there. He says, which nobody really knows yet if they can trust these very well yet. But but Scooter rates middle of the pack. Is that right? And I'll take middle of the pack with yes. that bat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, here's my just th- like I'll take middle of the pack offense or close to it with oh. Billy in center field. Oh yeah. If Billy could hit. Here, here he goes. If Billy could hit, no, no, no. If Billy could hit two fifty, you know, you know what my magic line is. But if Billy could hit oh, yeah. two fifty with his defense, and if he could walk more, and he yeah. is walking a if little bit more. If he could do those two things, yes. Well, yeah, I, him at a ten percent. I want to hear what Tom has to say. Yeah, say it. Well, my point is going to be, you know what? And I've said this before. I am tired of waiting and hoping on minor leaguers. I know Tra- yeah. Trammell is good. How do you say Trammell? It's Trammell. Trammell, Siri, Senzel. I know, oh, they're going to be great and everything. I'm tired of waiting on somebody to be great. Let's keep Scooter that we know is great. Amen. Uh, let's trade one of those guys and keep somebody that's a, a known trade quantity. Oh. Trade one of those three. Yeah. I don't care. I would not trade Trammell. We, we know Scooter. We don't know We don't know Senzel. They've got mm-hmm. I'll exactly. Take, I'll take my chances on him. I won't. You, you, were, you were really iffy on Jesse last year. You were very I'm iffy, iffy on anybody in the minor leagues. What do You can't trust any of them. When teams get to the top and are good... What do they trade? They trade top prospects. Yes. Because yes. they've got no room for them. Yeah. Are the Reds... I don't think the Reds are positioned to start trading five or six of them. No. But I think I think for the right guy... And I and I hate giving up really good position players or who might be really good for a pitcher who might be good for a year or two and then blow his arm out. You know, that, that always concerns me. And pitchers, pitchers yeah. are the most unpredictable thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. So... You know, except for a handful of them, you know, which you're going to get out of some of them, except they get hurt. You know, Kershaw goes on the DL about every year. I think they've got some assets there. Do not be surprised. I won't be surprised one bit if by July 31st, somebody that we see is that we've been waiting to see is going to be traded. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't have a at problem all. with that. I'll tell you this. Yeah, I don't be, either. It will not be Sinzel. No, I don't think they'll trade him. Because he's yeah, basically major league baseball ready. Yeah, he it is. It could be Trammell, and that scares me because that kid, again, I told you two weeks ago, he was drafted with the same time as who? I think Sinzel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he did not get the press. Why? Because it was all about Sinzel. Well, and Sinzel was the higher pick. And, and Sinzel, remember, was at a high school, all state. Football and baseball player in the state of Georgia. You mean Tramel? Yeah. Who'd I say? Sinzel. Yeah, I said you didn't hear about that with Tramel because you had all you heard about was Sinzel. Right. Or Sinzel. Well, he's a football. Football has nothing to do with baseball. Did you say all state football? 
Taylor Trammell in high school was all state football and baseball. Yeah, was athleticism. Oh, okay. Dual sport. Right. I don't think we're, any of us would argue that all three of those guys that we talked about in the minor league are great prospects, but they're unknown quantities. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to be in the major leagues. You know, Our infield right now and, and catcher, we know what they all can do. When's the last time the Reds traded prospects for somebody? Who did we? Who's the last guy we traded to get prospects? Gosh, we haven't been that good. Well, I guess we did well, it. Well, we got when we got well, Suarez. Suarez. Well, no, Suarez was Suarez. No, Suarez for Alfredo Simon. Yeah. The yeah, the corpse of Alfredo Simon. Yeah. I mean, that's what we. That was the greatest trade. One of the great trades ever. <laughs> but it hasn't worked. I mean, the the prospects we've gotten lately have not worked out. Well, look at who we traded for Chapman. That was a well. I know it was. Terrain, it, it, that, that was a train wreck. But they could look great in the Yankees. The, the, the Cueto stuff the hasn't Cubs worked out well. Peraza's starting to look. Peraza's starting to work out. Herrera could could be a good player. Maybe Herrera becomes a chip to trade. Shebler, your man Shebler. Shebler, Shebler's help. Duvall's hasn't. Duvall's given us a little bit, but he already had played some major league ball, but. You know, a lot of times, you know, yeah, there's the Jeff Bagwells who get traded for a pitcher in the midseason for Larry Anderson or whoever. The Red Sox traded him to the Astros for Larry Anderson, I so think it was. So answer your question. I don't know So the my question is, my answer, my question is, a lot of times you, people give up prospects, and those prospects – Question Half was, the, was time, the time we got one, and I don't know. A lot of times, those prospects that you tra- that teams tend to trade just don't pan out, and maybe that's because the team who's trading them knows more than the team who's getting them. Yeah, but yeah. we'll see who they really think they is good. If they if they really think they can't part with, we'll see. We'll we'll know by who they trade and don't trade. John, do you have something? Uh, it's just that the organization has their they have the bird's eye view of who they have want to move through the organization and what they plan to do with the players that are on the field now and how they're going to, you know, preempt and, and, and move guys through the whole organization. Now, if somebody comes, it's, it all depends what people offer. I mean, you got somebody that comes and offers you something for some prospects, I mean, boom. Like a starting I, pitcher right now. Yeah. I give Senzel for a starting pitcher sure. right now. right. Because okay. why? Be- because you're Three, you have four? you're trading oh, a proven commodity. I'd do a one or two. You're, you're giving some unproven commodities for a proven commodity. That's right. And um, how do you think the Yankees and the Red Sox reload every year? They don't wait on. Pro- they have some prospects that come up. They get guys that are ready right now. I mean, play. you they, have the occasional Aaron Judge that they have in their system. Right. Yeah. Occasion- yeah. yeah. Right. They the, have that. The Red Sox. Brought through their system, Mookie, Mookie Betts and Andrew Benintendi. Oh, but Benintendi. I'm not saying they don't have any. Okay, I'm, all right. But they saying. don't. That's not a whole team of them like the Reds try to do. No, right. And that's the difference between market, large but market. It's large market. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's reloading versus taking a chance. So we think Harvey's probably gonna get traded. Iglesias could. I don't really want him to because he's so con- he's got such a team friendly contract and he's really good. Mm-hmm. But relievers get overvalued. And somebody might just give too much that you can't turn down. At this so that, time of year, especially. this time of year, it could happen. So, and what, wasn't opening, the Red Sox interested in him? I think. Yeah, opening day next year, who's the second baseman? Scooter. I say they, they. We have Scooter anyway for next year, right? Yes, they do not have to do anything. They don't even have to. And my point was, mom in favor of they might decide to give him a three or four year deal this off season, but I'm almost like. Wait till next year. Why do it till you have to? 
unless you're going to trade him this year. Why, why do you have? To, why do it till you have to? I guess unless some contender's second baseman goes down and they get something great. Is Scooter going to be more valuable a year from now? No, he's going to be a year older. I don't think he's going to be more valuable. Obviously, the question is, can his value be any higher? Yeah, that's, I don't, that's the question. That's that question. Yeah, I guess I would agree with John Scooter. <clears throat> and all right, then who's who's this? And we we assume Peraza, Suarez, Votto filling out the infield. Who are the three? Who are the three main outfielders next year? Senzel in left, Winker in right, Shebler, center field, maybe Hamilton. I don't know. It's interesting. I I've I've thought different things. I'm I'm like if you trade Scooter, you put Senzel at second. Yeah. Have an outfield of Winker, Shebler, and Hamilton. You're defensively better. And you might just you might suffer a little bit of offense at first with Sinzel learning how to hit major league pitching, but in the long run, you could be better. What did Joe Morgan say? Your friend. Joe All Morgan. right. So. Yes. Uh, anyway, did anybody. You about well, Sinzel? we did. We did. Anybody else have anything to add to that? Oh, Kim, you're over there looking just. You know, the, I'm, just I'm, I'm trying to think this through it, because no one's really clamoring after Billy. But you could have a team that needs a speed guy and a fourth outfielder, right? Yeah. Hey, you're not going to get the a if, whole if bunch. If Billy, for, for whatever reason, is gone, then you don't touch Tremel. Right. No. And then, okay, so that if you got if you're your if you're question, sold on Billy, you you could trade Tremel. But if you let Billy go, so you're not question, getting rid of Tremel. Starting outfield, Shebs in center, and you have Winkle and and Senzel as corner. Good. And then, or you, you could move Scooter out there. Let me then, ask you this: Then you have Trammell come in, and then you got what do you do with one of those extra guys? Yeah. Well, let's put this out: Who is expendable between Winker, Shebs, and Duvall? Well, Duvall's the most expendable. Duvall. And do you think Winker could have made that catch that Shebs made when he got hurt? Probably not. Exactly. I don't know. That's why Winker gets pulled out for Shebs because of his defense. Yeah, and Hamilton. Yeah. And sometimes they bring Billy in and move guys around. Right. Yeah. I do like Billy coming in late in he's, the game. He's, but that's a good point. He's not awful. He's not awful out there. But late games, you got to lead. Yeah. Well, when Shebs that, that, caught that's, that, that's, that's it's the sixth inning. When Shebs caught that ball, I thought there's no way Winker would have had that. And, and yeah, Shebs almost got hurt. But I think Shebs is such a compact uh, built dude. You know, Billy would have gotten hurt. He's sturdy. Um, well, Billy may have climbed the wall. Billy a little bit. would have been in position where <laughs> yeah. he. Billy would have been standing right, yeah. there waiting on yeah, it. Right, He'd yeah. already been there. <laughs> yeah, right. Shepler did say that he got a little turned around going back, you know, and, so, had, and his footing got a little off when he. But he, but he managed to stick with it and catch it. So if we let Duvall go, um, for whoever, then we could. That brings we have a Senzel can come yeah. in and be part of a four man rotation. You know, and I could see. You know, does Senzel have to be play 155 games, start 155 games as a rookie? No, he doesn't really have to. But Jeff's got influence, and we're going to have the DH here in a couple of years, so that, that the <laughs> so, switch won't matter. So we need Duvall. All right. So the so, <laughs> Duvall's a good good outfielder. He, yeah, is, he is. He is. He's not. Yeah, he's nothing to sneeze at. But anyway, he's he's not going. I don't think he'll be here. Uh, I don't see him as a trade deadline move, but. I think he's an off-season move. I'd be, so, in part to sure. us, Joe Morgan's wisdom. Joe Morgan. So, yeah, your friend, my right? friend. Buds? My, yeah, we're buds. I got yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was at a Dragons game, covering a Dragons game, and 
Joe Morgan is a special advisor to the Reds. And he comes in to see Hunter Green pitch one night. And he wanted a seat in the press box. And um, so I walk in, put my stuff down in my seat. Where about well somebody else was sitting where I usually sit to my left so I sit down and do they have your name on where you sit or? no because they just know when we're coming they don't it's pretty relaxed but over on the right side of the of the counter there there's room for about five or five people there at, the, at that counter um, to the right there's this piece of paper on the on the uh, table with it says reserved for it's got a res logo and it's just got the number eight so I look at the guy next to me it was actually doug gray who does the reds minor leagues yeah. Yeah. dot com i said is that for who i think it is he goes yeah it is so joe comes in a little bit and sort of the usual thing is like hey he just wants to come and watch the game i want to talk to people you know he just wants to sit and watch the game joe comes in and starts chatting us up man i mean he's just talking 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 like what oh like all kinds of stuff all kind of, and then he went and spent a couple innings on tv they can he 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 kept saying, oh, I'll come back. I'll come back and do another half inning. And he was, like, apologizing to one of the other guys. Like They're like, no, 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 stay there, stay there, stay there. So, so he did a couple innings. So Joe sits down, and, you know, he just told stories. We talked about uh, modern baseball. You know, he doesn't understand all this pitchers and pitch counts and why these guys can't pitch longer, and they're not getting them ready for the majors to pitch ex- pitch more innings. And, you know, he was sort of grousing about some of that stuff, you know, just giving his opinion. Um, he's like, what is war? I nobody. He says, I don't know what it is, and nobody can explain it to me because nobody knows what it is. But we, we pay attention to Did it. Did you interrupt him and say, "This is what it is"? Jim. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. So we chatted here and there. Um, he did the TV thing, and he came back, and I said, "Do you miss doing TV?" He goes, "No, really? <laughs> no." He said, "You know, because he did he did all those Sunday night baseball with John Miller for yeah, all, for all those years on ESPN, and John Miller is one of the great play by play guys ever. I think he." Before that, because I was living in, close enough to Baltimore in Virginia, and we got the Orioles broadcast, and John Miller was the Orioles broadcaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was a play-by-play guy. He worked with Jim Palmer and Brooks Robinson and other guys, and he was just great to listen to. And then he started doing the Sunday night gig, and at some point in that he went to San Francisco, left Baltimore for his regular gig. Sooner or later, Miller left, and Joe other guys came in and one guy came in and he got in trouble and left and, and then he worked with Hershiser and he said me and Hershiser just didn't connect very well and says so no I'm not I don't miss it anymore um, you know Joe gets around on a cane because he's yeah, had some he leg was, issues and so forth Pete Rose statue dedication he looked really frail yeah well he's thin he you know he got pretty heavy when he was on the air doing all those games but he's so funny he said there was Donato's Pizza in there as the buffet that night for in the press box to eat, and there were brownies too. So he, I, I can have some pizza, but I can't touch those brownies. No, not the brownies. And so later, though, all of a sudden he's got a brownie. He's like, <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, "Don't tell my wife I'm eating this brownie because <laughs> I'm not going to tell her." <laughs> he said, "He said I got to give it to her though." He says she's made me healthy. He goes, "He says uh, uh, you got you look in my fridge and everything's green." And uh, not because it's moldy, because uh, because it's healthy. So he was he was funny. He was cutting up a little bit and having a good time. Uh, yeah, what do you say about the Reds? He, just that, you know, well, he doesn't think Sinzel's a shortstop. He said, I watched him. He said he doesn't have the quick feet. He, he doesn't have the feet of a shortstop. Um, 
So he just doesn't he doesn't he doesn't think Senzel will ever play shortstop. Well, that, he wouldn't be able to play second base either then. Well, it's harder footwork at second than short. That's just what he said. I mean, that's I was, I'll take Joe Morgan's word for it. Over he didn't years. say about any other position then. No, no, but he he said he's just he's just, he's just not that he's just not a shortstop hmm. when he watched him play down in spring. I can't training. believe him. Don't you guys? Third base or outfield? Third base, outfield, or second? I mean, I think that's I think he can play a lot of places. Hmm. He just he thinks shortstop's a little beyond him. That was his opinion. I think he likes him. Other, I think he likes him. Otherwise, um, he likes a lot of what the Reds are trying to do. I think he just you know. In time, they weren't still weren't. When was this? This was it's like three, four weeks ago. Yeah, it was before they really got hot. They might have started, might have been the very beginning of that. I'd have to go back and look and see the date, but you know, maybe it was the beginnings of this hot stretch here, early June or right before that. So you know, they were still kind of in this in that mode of what is what is this team going to be? So one at one point in the game, there was a. Oh, we, of course, we're sitting there, and we had the Reds game on on the TV up on the wall. It's right above him. He's sitting there, and he has to look up. He's sitting up there watching. He's spending well when Hunter's pitching. He's watching Hunter pitch, and then he's looking up at the screen a lot, watching the Reds and talking about stuff. And and um, somebody stepped out on the pitcher. The pitcher's getting ready to throw, and he made some comment about that about stepping out on guys. And and um, I said, uh, I said. I remember Foster used to step out a lot. He goes, "Yeah, Foster did. He stepped against everybody except Gibson." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Gibson's got this reputation like he hated everybody he played against. You know, he doesn't like all this fraternization with among players before games and stuff. That was just kind of the way Gibson was. He said, "Yeah, Gibson said because uh, he said you didn't step out on Gibson because if you did, he hit you in the back. If if you he was getting ready to throw and you stepped out." Next time you stepped in, he he would hit you because he didn't put up, he didn't want to put up with that, and you were going to learn real quick. He says, so Foster never stepped out on him. He said Gibson Gibson would say, you know, I threw I threw inside on a lot of guys, but I never missed anybody that I tried to hit. <laughs> Something like that, you know. It's like if I tried to hit you, I did. I did. Just because I threw inside didn't mean I was trying to hit you. Because if I wanted to, I did. <laughs> So those, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was just like I was there. Doug was there. Um, there were a couple. There was like an intern guy in there and somebody else. And then there's the guy that runs the TrackMan system, like the stat casting they use for major leagues. They have a thing called TrackMan in the minors that measures all the pitchers and spin rates and exit velocities and miles per hour on the pitches. And the guy will sit there and the guy will hit a home run and he'll tell us, oh, that was 105 miles per hour, you know. Um that kind of stuff. So we, some of the other guys, a lot of people were talking to him and and asking him questions. And and um, so then he went into the press box, into the radio booth for a couple innings with uh, Tom Nichols, who's the Dragons press box or Dragons uh, broadcaster, excuse me. So he goes in and 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 sits with Tom and and Tom's got pictures on his wall in the booth of like different people that that have been in his um, press box, you know. And I went in there. I stopped. I poked my head in there to ask Tom a question the other night 
and he already had the Morgan picture up, <laughs> framed and on the wall. Yeah. So he's got several up there. I, top of my head, I can't remember who else he's got, but people you would know is really cool. So. So what does a special advisor do? I mean, does he just go watch the players? It, yeah, give he his just, opinion. He's got no decision making ability, but he can. He just advises, and here's what I think. Mario Soto is is another one. Yeah. And, and Davis er, Eric, Eric like Davis that. is Davis will come and be in the and Larkin. They'll come and be in the dugout wearing their Reds uniforms. Morgan's not going to do that. Um, he was, he had just he was in town for like a week. You know he's got his Honda dealership down right. there toward Westchester area. So he he says, yeah, I just was at my dealership for for a while this afternoon. And I came up here. You know he was the guy just he talked our ear off, and then he gave us his autograph afterward. So he had these little Hall of Fame postcards. They're like postcards you would buy in Cooperstown. And the front of the postcard, you could buy them probably for every guy who's been enshrined. It's a picture of their uh, plaque. And he signed, he had a bunch of them signed in his bag, and he was just leaving. He handed them out to everybody. Talk about special advisor, special consultant. And we've talked about this. The reason we have a Eugenio Suarez is because the Tigers did not listen to their special Special advisor. advisor consultant, Jimmy Leland. Hmm. Yeah. So, and we have him. So, so that's my Joe Morgan story. A brush with greatness. Yeah. I'm talking about Joe with you. We're getting close to the end here. Anything else? Any other pearls of wisdom from anybody? Hmm. Well, maybe the next broadcast we can talk about what's on fire in terms of Twitter. Do we keep Riggleman? Oh, I don't. I think he's earned a job. And I'll say this: Jeff has Jeff has been speaking to this, and even Jeff, I saw you tweeted this out on the three O Reds fans. Uh, you can't discount what he's done. He, someone was saying something. He said, "But you can't how well the Reds have been playing, the injuries. We got healthy guys back. All of that true, but you can't discount. I think the atmosphere and the chemistry in the clubhouse. Rickley. I mean, they show what shots of him." Having guys showing guys take ground balls from the mound, yeah, there's showing guys bunting. Okay, fundamentals, yeah, but you can't discount the harmony that he has probably brought that we don't see. Well, he said on the post game interview the other night that when he took over, he told the players, "Let's start scoreboard watching. Let's catch the fourth place team," and that's what they've been doing. And now they're they're in the ballpark, the fourth fourth place team. Yeah, they are. Of course, the Pirates started winning. Yeah, yes, they have. <clears throat> and the Brewers are losing, and, and it's who we hope the Cubs are going against, right? After Cubs are going to win that division. Uh, I'm pretty convinced of that. But we woke them up. Yeah. Well, they were hot before we swept them, and then they've been hot since. And then we had a chance to take at least two. And out how of three sweet of it is for the Reds to uh, instigate the Matheny fire? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> that was a sweet series. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think sweeter would have been to sweep it, but I'll yeah. take it. The thing with Riggleman will be interesting to see because I agree with all that stuff. He he's brought more instruction to the team. They're doing more of that. I think he respects those guys. I think he's made it fun for him again somehow. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's got much personality when they interview him after the game, but he seems to. I think connect- he has more personality than Price did. Well, well yeah. yeah. Well, Price didn't have any either, yeah. but except when he went nut on his tantrums, but. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for a lot of that. I'd still hope they really look and make sure they get the best guy. The analytics crowd doesn't like him. 
because of certain things. But I'll I'll take a guy who might make a few moves I don't agree with if he's going to have an overall positive take on the team. I don't think he's as old school as Dusty never would come out of being. But Yeah, but he's Captain Hook. How about all these changes he's making? You know, I think well, yeah, see we talked about that last week so and Matheny you didn't you didn't listen. Matheny does the same thing. Or did <coughs> no, the same thing. Yeah. And and the double switches and I said it's like more guys play in more games. It seems to be helping the team. Camaraderie guys are not as oh, I've been sitting for all day and now I gotta be in the lineup again today. At least I played the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning or something like that. Um, sometimes the sixth. Yeah, but you know, but that could I think, be the new norm. You t- say he's not an analytics guy, but aren't starters only going to go about five innings now? Five or six okay. innings? So it's kind of the new norm bringing in a bunch of pitchers. Yeah, that's the way it's going. All right, so I have a question for you real quick. Do you take a guy like Riggleman, or do you bring back someone who used to play for you who is well-respected as a player, a Hall of Famer, Barry's who, never has, not, who has not managed one game? I would. I'll answer because I answer. I take Riggleman every day of the week. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> I wouldn't bring Larkin in for that. There's so many though that want him, and I, I, I haven't heard much of that lately. But maybe there's maybe it's they're, still they're out there. Late, agreed. If you what in the earlier year, obviously when we were three and eighteen, you heard it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I read it again this past few the past few days. Well, John's showing me the uh, Doppler radar here, and the rain's coming. <laughs> So we got to wrap this show up so we can have a quick dip in the pool before the the storm comes. Ah, this beats the old episodes where we were saying, "How bad are they going to be?" This yeah, is right. way better. Yes. Yeah, this is better. This is better. Yeah. And we're talking about things that are in a more of a building phase than a than a complete rebuild. Um, we're more. It's it's sort of the final pieces time. Yep. And I've heard people say, "Well." I think hopefully this team will at least be a 500 team next year. That wouldn't be good enough for me. No, I, 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 I would want more than that. I don't know that they can get to 500 this year. I think they got to go like eight and two on this homestand coming out of the break to have a shot to get to 500. They got to do something. They got to have a stretch like that. You got to win ten straight, eight straight, something like that to to propel you because and then play sort of normal ball after that because you're not going to play like that all the time. If they come out of this break and go four and six on a homestand, they're not getting to 500. There's no way. Well, when you next hear from us, we will have, or will we have, an all-star MVP to celebrate? That would be kind of fun. That would be great. Uh, Is anybody going to get traded? Will the Reds be closer to that elusive 500 mark? Well, so whatever happens, happens, right? In the meantime, we'll keep rooting for the best team in baseball, the Reds. The Reds. Reds.